Welcome back everyone. Today the name of the game is Cashflow. I'll be sharing with you my personal dividend portfolio that is focused on generating passive cash flow. This portfolio yields a little more than 6% and thus far has an overall loss, but it's performing well when measured against the broad market. I'm going to talk about the actual portfolio first, and afterwards I'll give you the backstory of why I started this portfolio and how I put it together. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The portfolio is made up of 10 unique holdings and currently yields 6.18%. To me, this is a pretty generous dividend yield. The largest dividend yield in the portfolio is a little more than 10%, and the lowest is around 3.3%. So it's a mix of both high and low yielding components, with a few somewhere in the middle. Let me break down each position, its current dividend yield, and my target allocation. In alphabetical order, first up we have Aries Capital, ticker symbol ARCC, that currently offers a dividend yield of 10.38%. This position has a 12% allocation in the portfolio. Next we have LTC Properties with a 6.33% dividend yield and a 10% allocation. Next is Main Street Capital with a 7.32% dividend yield and a 12% allocation. Next is Medical Properties Trust with a 9.39% dividend yield and a 10% allocation. Then we have National Retail Properties with a 4.72% dividend yield and a 10% allocation. Next is Realty Income with a 4.65% dividend yield and an 11% allocation. Next is SCHD with a 3.3% dividend yield and a 7% allocation. Then is SPHD with a 3.76% dividend yield and also a 7% allocation. Next is Stag Industrial with a 4.35% dividend yield and an 11% allocation. And the final position is WP Carry with a 5.28% dividend yield and a 10% allocation. You probably noticed that the portfolio is not set up to own an equal weight of each position. The primary reason for this was to juice the cash flow a little. An equal weight breakdown between all 10 of these investments would generate a 5.95% dividend yield. My small tilt from SCHD and SPHD towards the higher yielding Aries Capital, Main Street, Realty Income and Stag produces 23 basis points of extra yield annually. When I originally launched this portfolio, the initial roster of stocks was slightly different. National Retail Properties was not part of the original portfolio. Instead, I owned a position in Store Capital, ticker symbol STOR. If you're familiar with this REIT, then you likely already know that on September 15, 2022, it agreed to a merger with Blue Owl that is set to take place sometime in quarter one of this year. Under the terms of this merger, shareholders of Store Capital are to receive $32.25 for every share they own. Almost immediately following this news, the price of Store Capital surged from about $28 to right around the merger strike price. I made a decision to liquidate my position, given that there wasn't much upside to owning these shares for a few more months, aside from the future dividend stream. I did some research and replaced the holding with National Retail Properties that is a similar type of REIT. This was a calculated move at the time. With store capital, there was virtually no upside for any share price appreciation if the market moved higher between mid-September and eventual merger. And with National Retail Properties, I could collect a similar dividend income and be able to participate in any share price appreciation should the market push stock valuations higher. Going back to the portfolio. Five of these holdings distributed dividends on a monthly basis. They are LTC Properties, Main Street Capital, Realty Income, SPHD, and Stag Industrial. Two holdings pay their dividends in the first month of each quarter. They are Medical Properties Trust and WP Carry. National Retail Properties pays their dividend in the second month of each quarter. And Aries Capital and SCHD pay in the last month of each quarter. 
Because of the varying dividend yields and the mixed distribution schedule, the cash flow this portfolio generates is not balanced out evenly throughout the year. During the first month of each quarter, I receive about 39% of the quarterly dividends. In the second month, I get another approximately 23%, with the final 38% coming in the last month. I would prefer to have the dividends more balanced, with each month paying about the same amount. But what I didn't want to do is let the distribution schedule dictate the asset allocation, or my decision-making process of which assets to invest in. Let me shift to my actual portfolio now, and talk about the results it has produced thus far. The portfolio has a market value of about $2,800, so it's not a large portfolio by any means. Keep in mind that it's only been around for about 9 months at this point, and it does have an overall loss in terms of a total return. So I have contributed a little more than $300 each month. This money didn't flow into the portfolio consistently, as I added a little bit here and there as I had some spare cash. In the grand scheme of things, this portfolio makes up about 1% of my total invested assets. The projected dividend income for the next 12 months is $173.56, which to me is a good chunk of cash for such a small portfolio. This equates to $43.39 every quarter, or $14.46 each month. The monthly dividend projections are $17.09 in the first month of each quarter, $9.71 in the second month, and $16.59 in the third. The long-term goal is for this portfolio to generate consistent and growing passive cash flow, and to be a learning experience on how to manage a higher-yielding portfolio. I would like to see the monthly dividend income grow to somewhere between $500 and $1,000 as I get closer to retirement, and to supplement my dividend growth portfolio. When I will be close to retiring, I can shift money back and forth between the cash flow portfolio and the dividend growth portfolio to align with my cash flow needs. Ideally, this won't be an issue, and if all goes well, my dividend growth portfolio will generate enough dividend income to supplement my retirement. But you just never know what the future has in store for you. In 2022, I received $61.73 in dividends from this portfolio, with the income flowing in faster every month as the portfolio value grew in size. The growth rate is better visualized by comparing the quarterly dividend income due to the imbalance of the monthly dividend payments. In quarter two, the portfolio paid $6.21, but I started the portfolio midway through the quarter, so this figure is much lower than it would have been had I started the portfolio earlier. In quarter three, I received $20.28 in dividends. This was a 226.57% increase over quarter two. Again, since quarter two was not a full quarter, this increase is larger than normal. And in quarter 4, I received $35.24, which was a 73.77% increase over quarter 3. Since this portfolio is small and it's very young, the initial quarterly growth is going to be very high, because new capital makes up a large percentage of the entire portfolio. As time goes on, the quarterly increases will cool off, but the goal is for them to be consistently positive. Quarter 1 of 2023 is projected to bring in about $43 in dividends as of today, so it also should be a nice increase over quarter 4 of 2022. Let's talk about performance now, and by performance I mean total returns, which is the combination of share price appreciation and dividends. The portfolio finished 2022 with a loss of 11.77%, which is not favorable. However, when compared to the S&P 500 total return, the portfolio did outperform the index by 2.4%. This return is for the period April 20, 2022 to December 31, 2022. I don't have a lot of conviction that I will be able to outperform the S&P 500 in the long run, but I would like to see this portfolio be fairly competitive with the index. I want to see good long-term total returns, obviously consistent cash flow in the 6% range, and probably between 1-3% and of long-term capital appreciation. This would place the long-term total annual return between 7-9%, and and preferably closer to the higher end of the range. Typically, with higher yielding stocks and REITs, you don't see too much capital appreciation in the long run, and you also don't see high dividend growth. This is why I decided to throw SCHD into the mix. I think the fund can be a good contributor of total returns and dividend growth. The other holdings all have pretty good track records as well. 
And I'll touch on that more in this next part as I talk about why I started this portfolio and how I put it together. If you follow my content, you know that I am a dividend investor that favors growth over yield. At one point early last year, I had a thought. At some point in the distant future, my views on investing will shift, and I will seek a different outcome for my portfolio than I currently do. As I transition from being employed to retirement, my focus for my portfolio will shift to a bigger emphasis on passive cash flow. So it would be a good idea if I start to become more comfortable with higher yielding investments today, and develop a level of comfort with this style of investing over the next few decades. This way, if I already have a small portfolio that is focused on cash flow that I have managed for a few decades, I will have the knowledge and experience to manage it more effectively. That is the primary reason why I started this portfolio, for the first-hand knowledge and experience. Once I decided that I would start this cash flow strategy, I came up with a few basic principles that would help me build it. First off, it has to generate a healthy dividend yield. Initially, I didn't have a specific target, but I knew that the yield should be about 5-6%. I also wanted to build it using companies that had a long track record of good results, because I wanted this portfolio to generate a total return that was better than just a dividend yield, and I wanted the cash flow to be stable and continue growing over time. The initial list of holdings included Aries Capital, Main Street, Realty Income, and Stag, since I already own these companies in my other portfolios. I knew these businesses and felt comfortable investing more money into them, and most importantly they met the main criteria, of paying attractive dividend yields. Next came the fun part. I set out to find other attractive high-yielding stocks that I could include in this portfolio as well. I read as many lists of the best high-yield stocks, REITs, BDCs, and funds as I could find, and I wrote down all of the ticker symbols so I could do my own research later. I started by looking at the long-term performance for all of these companies and funds. I would analyze the results with and without dividend reinvestment, mainly looking to see which of these investment vehicles generated capital appreciation. Then I looked at the long-term dividend history to see how consistent of a payer each company or fund was, and what type of dividend growth it had, if any. With each step my list kept getting shorter as I scratched off tickers for one reason or another. Then I read analyst reports and earnings presentations to learn about each company. I wanted to know what they do and how well they do it. This process led to the addition of four more holdings, LTC Properties, Medical Properties Trust, Store Capital that was later replaced by National Retail Properties, and WP Carry. So now I had eight holdings to start my portfolio, and my only concern was a lack of confidence in the future dividend growth these companies could generate. So I decided to round out the portfolio with SCHD and SPHD. These two funds are the lowest yielding products in the portfolio, but what they bring to the table exceeds the foregone yield. SDHD should outperform all of the other positions in this portfolio in terms of future dividend growth, and that was a big factor for me. An SPHD has the potential to boost the long-term dividend growth rate as well, but mainly it adds a little diversification to the mix as you get exposure to the 50 plus holdings in the fund. So that's why and how I started this cash flow strategy. I intend to review these companies and funds periodically going forward, and I'll also from time to time research new high yield ideas I can add to this portfolio in the future. I'll track the results and hopefully build a comfort for owning and managing such a strategy in the long run.